Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am the man of the hour, the man with the power. Too sweet to be sour. AJ Bond, and this is my tag team partner. And I am the sheriff of wrestling, and this is the Free Count Podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Good, good. Yeah, I feel a lot better now that I've eaten. Good. <laughs> and fed your sister. So, yeah. Everyone's a winner. That's best. That's good then. So, today. Well, let's just clear something off first. So, obviously, we recorded um podcast last week. Uh, due to editing, obviously, it got corrupted. Unfortunately, couldn't upload it. So that's why we're doing another one today. We're going to go for as long as we possibly can until one of us gives up. So that's the plan. Or until we run out of what we've got things to say. Yeah, true. But we can try and touch on some of the things that obviously we talked about in the previous uh, recording, obviously, before it went to the uh, great land beyond. Uh, so obviously the bit of news, which is probably now old news, but still news. Probably talk about that. Obviously, you got some things you want to talk about. I've got something that, some things I want to talk about. So, well, we'll try and see what we can get out. Sounds good to me. So, go on and hit me with what you got because I know you've been dying to uh, test me, tell me, tease me, all of the above. Oh, I've got nothing to tease I mean, you might say something in this post, in this podcast, sorry, that obviously is silly and I will rip you for it. Okay. But, uh, we'll see on that one. Today, obviously, uh, we're going to talk about the European and Intercontinental Championships. Uh huh. WWE. Or WWF. WWF. Fucking Capital Wrestling fucking Corporation. Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Whatever you want to call them. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, obviously, what do you want to hit me with first? Do you want to go with the European or the IC? Uh, um, I'll leave it to you. Do the European first. As okay. it's obviously right. defunct and stuff. Um, might as well start with that one. Okay, okay. So, what you got for the European? Well, uh, the first thing which obviously was on the list, obviously, is um, that obviously on the 26th of February 1997, yes, the European title, actually, that's when it first uh, came out, although it seems longer. And I believe so. that was uh, a tournament held, and I believe the Bulldog beat Owen Hart in Germany for it. That was the next thing I was going to come up with, yeah? Ah, so you beat you to it. One step ahead of you, one step ahead. And obviously it was retired because it became part of, like, unified with the Intercontinental title on July the 22nd, 2002. Yes. Uh, that's uh, WWE for you. Uh, if you uh, run out of uh, booking ideas for one championship, fuck it, just merge it with another. And no one will question it. They've done the same thing with the, uh, obviously, with the invasion angle. 
And I think Test was the United States champion. I think Edge was the international champion. And that yeah, bout got... That was a Survivor Series, but it takes all. Oh, Survivor Series, yeah. And obviously, uh, that bout got merged. So, obviously, the internal got merged with the United States. Well, the United States merged into the Intercontinental mm. and... I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was kind of almost, uh, anyway. But yeah, but, uh, they got rid of the United States yeah. and just the Intercontinental. Then they merged the Intercontinental with the World Heavyweight. And then when the brand split came into in 2016, when they did the brand split, they brought back the Intercontinental for Raw and the United States for SmackDown. But we'll get to the Continental in a minute. Did you just say 2016? I'm sure you meant to say 2003. No, 2016. 2016? It was a draft, yeah. In 2002, the Intercontinental was back. Then it came back in 2003. Yeah. The brand split at that point in time. Um, Obviously, SmackDown came out with the new United States Championship. Still continue on with the uh, lineage of uh, Jim Cockett promotions and WCW. Yeah, basically they, um, yeah, they they did a lot of things just to, because they needed title belts. But the European was around basically for um, the lower mid card, I would say. Yeah, um, see, the Intercontinental World has been considered as a a workhorse sort of belt, you know, it's on par with your your main championship. And obviously when the European title debuted, it was a novel idea. But again, you know, you is the thing, when when there's a championship, like like I said to you in, in the uh in the last recording that we did you know, between difference between a world championship and a universal championship. And I'm going to repeat myself here again. But a world championship is a title that is defended around the world for anyone from around the world can challenge for that belt. Like yeah. I said, with the, with the universal, you can't fucking do that because with it, unless you're going to challenge a fucking spaceman from Mars or vice versa, doesn't count. And I hate the name of that fucking title. I hate it. They should never have had it. And the same goes for the Intercontinental Belt. So the Intercontinental Belt is, is defended on different types of continents. Again, wrestlers from other continents can change for the belt, hence the Intercontinental Belt. And European was a very novel idea. But, as you're going to point out, and I'm going to point out, how many fucking European wrestlers held that championship belt? Two. Two, yeah. British Bulldog and William Regal. Everyone else was American. And I know you can you can say, well, you know, it was probably defended um, across Europe. Yeah, when they played in house shows, but if they're not... It wasn't, it wasn't even defended that much, I don't think. Yeah, and obviously, unless you're reading the dirt sheets and you're finding out about if the belt was defended, the belt changed hands and it was not recorded, you know, in front of fucking TV cameras... Then that's the only way you'd know about that belt being either defended or changed hands. But again, it was a nice belt. I did like it, and I I liked the the first uh, incarnation of that championship. Obviously, with the green, dark green backing, and obviously with the uh, red 
uh, inlay with the gold WF uh, logo on it. Um, that was I, I like that version. Obviously, I think you like the one later on down the line. What? Which was at the European Championship only got slightly modified. I think it was then on a black black leather strap with the uh, scratch logo. You sure there was more than yeah, one? Yeah, there was more incarnations of that championship. Oh, so the difference is the top of the bow had a red WWE or F, then it yeah. became a black one. They changed it to black or vice versa. Yeah, so you the... like the red one, then yeah. Yeah, so there's slight changes in, in that in, in the championship, ever so slightly slight changes. Um, yeah, nothing major. No, 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 just cosmetic, really. But yeah, it was an it was a nice championship bout, and some of the people that held it were questionable, um, like fucking Midian, for instance. Wow. Yeah, but why did Midian hold it? That's the question you've got to ask. Do you know why Midian held it? Because like, it, it is written down. Why? Well, it wasn't something to do with that. It was uh, found. In a fucking bag or something like that. Shane McMahon had the belt. Yeah. Well, Shane McMahon decided to become undefeated and wanted to retire undefeated with the European title. Yeah. So because Shane McMahon then didn't want to um, wrestle anymore, um, he left it in a... He had it in his bag one day and Midian saw it in there. So Midian asked if he could have the title. Shane McMahon gave it to him. So I, I was right with the whole prospect. He found it in the bag. What's it with wrestling companies and fucking people finding belts and bags and becoming champions all of a sudden? Fucking Axel Jim Duggan with a TV championship. Here you go. This is what it says. And Midian was the European. Yeah, it says the title was retired briefly in April 1999 by then champion Shane McMahon who wanted to retire as the undefeated champion. McMahon reintroduced the championship two months later and gave it to Midian, who saw the title bout in Shane's travel bag and asked if he could have it. Okay, so uh, he retired in April, you said? April 99, yeah. So that's, he, he would have won that from X-Pac then. That would have been WrestleMania yes. 15. Yeah, I remember that match. Because Shane and X-Pac feuded quite a bit and then DX members and well, more DX members decided to join the corporation then joined yeah, the, uh, and Yeah, and back and forth. And yeah. And swerves and everything. But yeah, that's uh, 1999 wrestling for you. It was good. Yeah, it's a lot better than fucking what's currently going on sometimes. But yeah, anyway, so like we said with the European... February 26, 1997, it came into existence. July 22nd, 2002, it went into, it merged with the Intercontinental title as well as the Hardcore title as well. They did that. Um, obviously, we went on about Bulldog and Regal only to hold us from Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, British Bulldog is the first ever European champion of that matter. Yeah. I, I think uh, he's only uh, a one-time European champion as well. Uh, yeah, I think he is. And he, like you said, he won it in Germany. It was Berlin, where they had the house show, uh, the tournament, anyway. 
Um, yeah, British Bulldog only. Have, no, he had two reigns. Oh, yeah, two reigns. So, obviously, he had the very first one, which yeah. was February the 26th, 1997, which obviously won. Yeah. Uh, and then... He had it October the 26th, 1999. He beat it off D'Lo Brown. But then December the 12th, 1999, he lost it to Val Venus. But as combined with days, he held it 253 days. But by WWE, it was only 249. Oh, the thing that annoys me with WWE sometimes is they don't recognise every little title change or switch of the old hands, and not everything's properly recorded. Uh, we've talked about this yesterday, obviously, with uh, some people's reigns being shorter than what it actually is, or some people might have overinflated. Uh, Title reigns, but it's, it's WWE bookkeeping for you. Booking, what do you expect? My man still keeps this shit down on fucking pencil and paper. I mean, most of the titles that I can see here, most of the combined days, sorry, and the combined days of recognized by WWE, on all of them that I can see at the moment, only one matches the days, and that's Eddie Guerrero. Mm. He held it twice. For 134 days, which obviously combined WWEC as 134 days. Okay. But let me just check the list. Uh, and other than Jeff Jarrett and Chris Jericho, mm. who had one title reign and it was um, one day, I think it was. Mm because they lost it again. Um, other than that, the, all the rest of them don't match up. Huh. So all of them are out. You know, it could be by one, by two, by three, even by like... Um... <clears throat> wow. That's weird. What's that? Shawn Michaels had one run with the... And this is the only one I've seen... But sure, Michaels had a, a European title grain. Yes. Only once. It, combined days, apparently it was 82 days he had it. But WWE mm-hmm. recognised it as 92 days. How do they how do you work that one out? Sometimes, obviously... Do we I know when they swap it, if they swap it at a house show, I know they give it back so they could lose it, uh, you know, another time or they bring it into continuity that they lost it somewhere. But it's, it's not just that. I don't know back then were live. They were obviously they started doing the, like, the live world and things like that. But sometimes, you know, if things were on, like maybe like US Open or any other US sport, and obviously they had to start taping their shows pre-handed again. You know, mm. you think that sort of like tape delay, because you know, as you, as you know, with with, with uh, AEW, for example, you know they had three to six months worth of tapings in the can. Oh yeah, 
before they went uh, started going live. So you know, well, they were live, but I mean, during like the lockdown period, they, they had about three to six months of wrestling yeah. in Japan. So you could sort of say there was a sort of delay there to when you know he actually lost it to when it might have been aired. So that's where they probably had on the extra ten days. Um, but yeah, I know he he beat the Bulldog for the belt at one night only. And yep. then uh, dropped the uh, the belt to uh, Triple H, I think, on a Christmas special or Raw. Oh, you mean the one where he laid out? Yeah, the one where he laid down, and that people still think the thing the poker doing was the the downfall of WCW when, yeah. WWE, when WWE was doing this shit fucking two years before. Triple H, Triple H to beat Shawn Michaels. It says. Um... Michaels was ordered to defend the title against Helmsley by WWF Commissioner Sergeant Slaughter. That's right. Michaels intentionally lost the match because he also held the WWF World Heavyweight Championship, having won that title on November the 9th, 1997. Aired December the 22nd, WWE recognises Triple H reign as beginning on December the 22nd when the episode aired on the tape on tape delay. So he actually won it before. So yeah, there's, 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 yes, there's probably like the extra 10 days there of Sean Michael still being champion. Well done. See? Because obviously they did the tape, have a tape delay, yeah. Yeah, see, this, this is what I mean. Sometimes tape delays, they add an extra few days on, which they really shouldn't, but obviously to keep continuity, you know, because how shows... House shows storylines don't really matter that much. You can throw shit against the wall and and do whatever. Uh, when it's in front of a camera, obviously, then you know storylines, everything matters. And sometimes it can't be helped. Um, I'm just trying to think who. Uh, Men on the mission. Men on the mission won the tag belts at a house show. But then it had to be uh, obviously recognised on on live TV. Uh, I think things had to change. I'm just trying to remember now. I might have to try and dig that up. But obviously, sometimes somebody will recognise the title change at house show. Other times, they won't. And obviously, the person's got the belt back at that point on, and like the rain continues on. Uh, it's like it's one of them things. Like I said, house shows and live shows, uh, house shows and obviously live TV. You can do whatever you want at our show. Live TV, that's where you make sure all your storylines continue on. Uh, yeah, obviously, mainly house shows nowadays are to see what storyline that the crowd. So obviously, if they wherever they go, they do a house show and they'll put on all these different matches. Oh, the ones that gets biggest pops from crowds and stuff is the one they go with. Yeah, it's, it's to know uh, what people like basically. Yeah, how how shows like. aren't like what they used to be, you know, during during the the eighties where you saw on TV or pay per view, say, I don't know, fucking King Kong Bundy go up against Hulk Hogan uh, pay per view, and then on on primetime TV. But then at the house shows for about three months. He would have the same match every night with Hogan, mm. and lose all of them. But obviously, he got he got paid a lot of money, you know, for it. Um, 
but that's how it was back then. So not only did they do the same card on live TV, they would do the same card at house shows with a few minor tweaks here and there. Uh, but generally the same for a couple of months until that ran its course and then the next thing would come along. Obviously, house shows now, as we know, mm. um, like I said, any, anything goes. Perfect example is you've got Roman Reigns cutting the fucking baby face fucking promo on a house show. But yeah, and then on SmackDown, he's like the biggest hill going. So it's, oh, you mean the one where he's uh, retired? He'll be retired from wrestling before too yeah, long. Yeah, and he's thanking all the, the fans and everything, which is you know a, a nice sentiment. But it, like I said, it's two different worlds. I think he, when you got um, house shows, you can break kayfabe. You can bank the wrestlers because obviously you know you you're obviously not on a live show. Obviously, the only problem is. What WWE doesn't like is the fact that obviously when fans go there, they record it. So of course, when fans are recording, it gets all over YouTube. Yeah, but this, this the thing we we live in a day and age where technology rules. It's not like the eighties where you know again you had to read everything in the fucking dirt sheet or read the uh, Wrestling Observer just mm. to find out what went on. And even then, it wasn't that much in depth. It was just probably a breakdown of the card, who went over, that sort of stuff. But even back then, wrestlers still tried to portray what they were doing on TV. So there's not much deviation. Obviously, if there was any slack or deviation, who's going to fucking believe someone? You, you didn't, you couldn't fucking record it. You're not going to sit in a crowd with a fucking five thousand dollar fucking camera on your shoulder, weighing your shoulder down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas today, in today's modern in a modern world, everyone's got a smartphone. So obviously yeah. everyone's going to record it because that's what Probably people this do. Is what people do because obviously, like I said, you, you go to a live event and you see Roman Reigns. You want to re- you'll record Roman Reigns because at this moment, you know, in wrestling, I think full stop, the biggest name out there is probably Roman Reigns. Well, as yeah. much as people want to admit that or not. Um, he is the biggest thing out there, and that's why you're um, at house shows. If he's on a house show, people will record him. Yeah. See, the, the, uh, I've just gone off uh, like philosophical in my in my mind just for a second there, and I'm thinking, well, you know, nothing is sacred in wrestling these days. And what I mean by that is, anyone can easily find out anything about any wrestler they want. You know, in in today's modern era, in the past, obviously, you you know, the secrets of Joe Blow, you know, to where, you know, your favourite superstar fucking lives, likes to go and eat, you know, where they take the fucking dog for a shit. Um, Nothing is sacred in wrestling anymore. And I think the big downfall of that is, is because of A, technology, you know, everyone has access to the internet. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, is that the fans, you know, us as fans, I think we've ruined wrestling because there's no more. Uh, how can I put it? There's no, there's no more massive surprises in wrestling anymore. You know, there, there's no um, sense of disbelief. What yeah. I mean by that is, is we all know, or every wrestling fan knows how wrestling works, you know, we've all been fucking smarted up to that. 
but in some way it's sort of taken away the unique aspect of it yeah you know you it's it's like watching your favorite magician to for him to only turn around and say well you know this is how we do it yeah you know, we'll show you you fucking record it and then everyone knows about it um but again, at the same time, you know, you can also argue the fact that, you know, fans were starting to smart not back then and then the whole Kurt Gore incident and it's all, you know, coincided think... with each other. But it's just, I think us as fans as well, we've, we've ruined it because obviously there's no secrets in wrestling anymore. We know everything not before it fucking media. happens. With social media, you can find out anything. Oh, yeah. And I think the, the one, the thing that, like, I don't think fans are, are smarter now to what they were back in the 80s. It's just we have more, like I said, we have social media. If you want to find out what happened on Raw or even Backlash, that or sorry, WrestleMania Backlash, um, you can go on the internet and find out all the results. Yeah. Before the pay-per-view, you can go on and see what, pay- what matches are on the pay-per-view if you really wanted to watch it, whereas the way you'd find out what matches were on WrestleMania back in the Attitude Era or even the 80s, you had to watch the weekly show yeah. to know what's going on. Otherwise, you could turn it on, the pay-per-view, but you wouldn't know what was going on. So you had to watch, you had to watch it because there was no internet to find out. You know, the Monday Night Wars wouldn't have been as highly anticipated as one of the best times of wrestling had we had what we got today. Because... Everyone would have just checked oh, up the results on what was going every on. Every fucker would have known what was going on. People exactly. would have known about fucking Lex Luger turning up on Monday Night Raw before fucking McMahon knew he, his contract expired. Exactly. It's well, actually, it, uh, well, depending on what happened, but I know Lex Luger's McMahon knew his contract was expiring, and Lex Luger said he would think he was basically thinking about it. Deep down, he knew he was going to WCW. Oh, yeah, he was going back, yeah. But, gone off topic, let's come back to European. Yeah, let's go Let's go back to what we were getting on that before we get sidetracked again or something else. Um, one other thing that uh, I've known is um, the European title has been held by a number of world champions. Okay. Before they became world champions, obviously. <laughs> or one of them in this regard after but some of the world champions that has held the uh, European sorry is Triple H yes he had at least two reigns I do believe he did yeah uh, Shawn Michaels yep which we touched on a bit earlier he's got one um, Chris Jericho yes Eddie Guerrero yes Kurt Angle yes Jeff Hardy yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah, he was, yeah. Rob Van Dam, who yes. didn't really so much hold it, but he unified it with the IC. Uh, and the other one... Yeah. That, um, and the it's other still, one that... It still counts. And the one that was a world champion before becoming the European title champion, DDP. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah. Didn't he beat, he beat Christian? He did beat Christian. Well, him and Christian beat each other, really. Oh, yeah. Because um, that was the whole thing. He came and he's like, that's not a bad thing. That's a good yeah, thing. And then yeah. Christian started doing these stupid, happy faces. Again, 
stupid booking, but for the time of the thingy, it worked. And like that's what I mean. Some of the, I mean, the people like Triple H and Eddie Guerrero and Shawn Michaels and all them, they held it first before becoming main event. Well, Shawn Michaels was sort of like a main event now, but they kind of held it. And I think the reason why Shawn Michaels beat British Bulldog was to elevate the European title, make it more unique at the time. Um, no, there's a fucking big debate on now, obviously. Um, well, why would you have Shawn Michaels hold it if he's, if he's already the world champion at that point? The, the thing is, so obviously, one night only, um, Birmingham, England. So the original plan from what I read and all this sort of stuff was that Bulldog was meant to win. Obviously, you know, McMahon's uh, my own, send, send them home happy. Obviously, you want to send fans home happy, Bulldog wins. So, on the day of the event, Shawn Michaels had the fucking bright idea that, you know, to really shock the fans that he should go over and win the European belt. Obviously, everything was laid out with Bulldog and Bulldog supposedly uh, said, yeah, fine, you know, agree to it and all this sort of stuff. But for the weeks leading up to it, or the days leading up to it, obviously, he was promoting that he was going to win and that he dedicated the match to, obviously, I think his sister and his family at the time which fucking never dedicate anything to anybody because in wrestling, shit can change. Never dedicate anything to anybody because you fucking let them down. So, obviously, Shawn Michaels went over and obviously the fans were pissed that, you know, Bulldog lost. But at the same time, we wouldn't be talking about it now in the same way that we are at this minute if it was the other way around, where Bulldog one, Sean Michael's lost. Obviously, it would, it would still got uh, a, a good pop and things like that because obviously Bulldog winning in his home country. But at the same time, you've got to look at WWE is, is, is an American company. British Bulldog, don't get me wrong, I love the British Bulldog and I'm, I'm British myself and I love Don White Kid, wasn't exactly fucking Hulk Hogan, Rock, Austin, Michaels, seeing that level of fucking superstar. Shawn Michaels was. And obviously yeah, back being... in the nineties, especially around ninety seven, Shawn Michaels had a lot of say so where obviously because obviously oh, after yeah. the whole click thing, or even before they left, Scott Hall and Nash, they Shawn Michaels especially would go to Vince McMahon and if Vince McMahon was like you're losing to the British Bulldog at one night only, he'd be like I'm not going to show up then. Things like that. So then Vince had to rethink things because he was thinking, shit, well, if Shawn Michaels doesn't turn up, who am I going to have for the British Bulldog? I've been advertising this match for months now. Yeah, it's not right. a lot of leverage backstage to pull things his way. Well, fucking Shawn was Vince's boy, one one of the guys, you know, so yeah. Sean could fucking ask for anything McMahon give it to him because well, McMahon, McMahon was one, thing, one thing that he didn't get um, Sean asked to leave to go to WCW. Oh yeah, never got that. McMahon wasn't going to let him go. <laughs> he, he wasn't that worried about Scott Hall and fucking Kevin Nash going, but at the time he wouldn't let his, uh, his golden egg laying fucking machine leave to WCW. But going back to it, yeah, 
Michaels obviously did win. It was a case of he had leverage. I mean, and, and, and to say the British Bulldog wasn't, he wasn't Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, performer style, but he never really got the push either. No, I mean, you, never, look at, you look at John Cena, everyone says John Cena, he's 16-time world champion, you know, one of the best that there was. Although, no, no, leave that out. Um, so, yeah, John Cena. But when you actually watch John Cena, he has about five moves. Oh, yeah, five moves of him. <laughs> and, that, and that's pretty much John Cena always had. There's, there's not much more. It's just that John Cena would get beat down in the match, come back, do his five little moves that he was very good at doing, do his finishing move, and that's it. He's, he's, he wins the title or wins the match. Bulldog could have been bigger if McMahon had just put a bit more time into him. He he could have been. Obviously, British Bulldog could have been a lot more. But again, it goes back to what I just said a minute ago. You know, WWE or WWF at the time is an American company. You've got to try and sell this guy who's not even American to the American people to be, hey, look, we're going to build this guy up who's going to be our world champion. Whereas... On a fucking uh, geographical scale, every fucking knows Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is American. You know, he comes from Texas. Texas is a fucking massive state. I think Texas is even, like, fucking bigger than the UK. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm just saying it might be in my number. Most American states are probably bigger than the yeah. UK. So you you, you got to think, a, a guy from a, a small island where, you know, we love wrestling, um, and we're probably more passionate than uh, the, the Americans. And fucking, if you don't like that, fucking come at me, Americans. Um, you know, we're up there we're the same as uh, the Canadians. But again, you know, McMahon, DWF, big fucking American national company. Eh, it's not really going to fly or sit well. And you, you've seen it. Look, so British Bulldog, William Regal, great technical wrestlers. Well, British Bulldog, you know, more powerhouse style of wrestler. Mm-hmm. Both never got really far. Obviously, they, they, they gained championships along the way. You know, Bulldog was a tag team, multiple tag team champion, obviously two-time European champion. William Regal, European intercontinental tag champion. So, yeah. you know, it's not like they, they never got anywhere in wrestling. It's just that at, their, their level was only going to go so far. In any company, and that was WCW, WWE. You know, it can only get you so far. No one, apart from New Japan, uh, who's actually pulled the trigger on a British champion. Um, WWE hasn't done it, from my recollection, haven't done it. WCW haven't done it. Um, it's a lot to put your eggs in, you know, all your eggs in one basket on, on someone that. Is technically not born in the country that you're promoting your your business from, mm. um, and it's it's not just that you know it also goes back to ethnicities as well. You know how look how long it took WWE to you know put the the strap on 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 a champion of color, Kofi yeah. Kingston Big E, whereas WCW done that in '93. With um, Ron Simmons, and you know, it doesn't mean to say that 
Peterborough could have never won any sort of championship because, you know, I think Bobo Brazil won a fair few champions down the line. I think he might even be the United States champion at one point in time in his career. Um, obviously, you know, you had, you had Pedro, Malara, Pedro Morales, he was the WF champion. Obviously, you know, he was, uh, you had Bruno Sammartino, you know, Italian. So, the, there has been instances where people get the opportunity Let's just say to say foreign people or or uh, international people that are not American have won titles. Have won titles, but it's it's not as often as as what it probably should be. Yeah, well, just touch it up on the British Bulldog. He has won the European title. Yes. The Intercontinental title. Yes. The Hardcore title. Yes. And the Tag Team titles. Yes. I, I did miss out the Intercontinental and the Hardcore. Intercontinental, I should have really picked up on that because obviously I know he beat uh, Bret Hart at SummerSlam 92. So that was, wasn't that? Yeah, that was the one over in the UK, wasn't it? Yeah. At Wembley, I should have picked up on that fucking one. Um, but again, I, I think obviously wrestling as a whole is it's for everybody. And no matter what creed, colour, fucking height, weight, everyone should have at least the opportunity to show what they can do and possibly even get to that top echelon of any company and become a champion. Again, it all boils down to, you know, it's not just where you come from, it's you've got to have the look, you've got to be able to, you know, talk, you have charisma, all this sort of stuff. And some people haven't got it, but they are technically sound and what I mean by that is that they look flawless in the fucking ring and sometimes you got to think is that enough to carry that person to a championship status or they you know we can just leave them at the mid-card level but again like I said some people in wrestling do have the opportunity to shine you know like I said with uh, Patrick Morales we had Kofi Kingston as champion we had Big E as champion uh, fucking do you had Ron Simmons, uh, New Japan, you had um, Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, uh, was it Will Ospreay? Zack Sabre Jr., I do believe. Yeah, so I was right the first time. Zack Sabre Jr. is the uh, new Japan world champion after the uh, intergovernmental belt got merged with the world belt, uh, with the heavyweight belt. Um, so th- there are there are moments in time where people do get the opportunity to shine, and then you know they're not always American, but generally wrestling as a whole um, is more associated and more popular in, in America than really what it should be. You there? Yeah, right. My, my phone was going off, so I just had to uh, mute it a minute. Um, obviously, I, I will I will pick that up later on. I'll, I'll phone back. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, move, uh, as I was saying, there there should be more opportunities in wrestling for everybody. But again, you know, it's well, you can't do it for it, everybody. It's, 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 some people should have had more. I mean. And, and now, obviously, just to touch upon William Regal's title history, he had hardcore European Intercontinental Tag Team 
And he was also King of the Ring winner. Yes, he was. Yes, he was King of the Ring winner. Although that that's that point, it didn't mean anything. Uh, no, I don't think King of the Ring has been one of them things where it's uh, sometimes it's meant something and over times it's meant jack shit. Yep. Um, on. Back to what we were getting on originally. There's not much more to go on the European title, to be fair. Okay. Um, but obviously, as you picked up with Regal, he's held the European title four times, but so is Dilo Brown. They are both the holders of the European, like the most reigns with the European belt. Okay. Um, Obviously, Dilo won it before um, William Regal did because he was in the WWE a lot longer. Yeah. And he actually feuded with the likes of Owen Hart and Triple H around the European title way before, like I said. So um, the first time Dilo Brown won the European title was in Birmingham, New York, I do believe that stands for. No, sorry. Binghampton. Oh, Binghampton. No, not Birmingham. I was going to say, there's no Birmingham in New York, and there's Birmingham no, Alabama. No, I, and there's Birmingham. I read it wrong. It's Alabama, yeah. Yeah, he beat Triple H on the 14th of July, 1998. Hmm. Um, and then, obviously, he lost it to X-Park, won it back from X-Park to lose it to X-Park. Uh, then he beat Midian. After Midian, obviously, he had it from... Shane McMahon, yeah, and then Mark, and then um, he beat Mark Henry uh, on September the 26th, 1999 at Unforgiven. They were his last, that was his last reign as um, European title. And then William Regal first got it on October the 16th, 2000 on Raw. He beat Al Snow, okay, he lost it to Crash Holly. But on the same, uh, he lost it to Crash Holly on the 2nd of December 2000 at Rebellion in Sheffield, England. To win it back on December the 4th, 2000 from Raw. Hmm. Then he lost it to Test in January 22 and he didn't get it back till March 19th, 2002. Um, he beat Diamond Dallas Page on an episode of SmackDown in Ottawa. But yeah, and then he lost it to Spike Dudley in April the 8th, 2002, to win it back on May the 6th, 2002 um, on Raw, then lost it to Jeff Hardy, and obviously then it got unified with the IC title anyway. So, But yeah, they were, those two held it the most. Um, well, well, they held it the most times. But uh, on the combined days of championships, um, William Regal is second on that list after the British Bulldog. Yeah. Um, and Dilo Brown is fourth. The third person on the list with combined days is Triple H. But obviously, Dilo Brown is fourth on that list. Uh... It was like I said, it was, when when it first came out. It was my favourite title. 
Like, I wasn't too keen on the Intercontinental, and I think purely because the European represented Europe. That was the whole point of the battle. Yeah, I and think that's what appealed to a lot of European people. Was obviously and, uh, yeah. yeah, and that's Europe. why, you know, us, we live in Europe, obviously. Um, well, we're part of Europe, so we say. Yeah, we're, um, part, of it. The, yeah, we're part of it. And then, um, you know, when I was a child and I brought, you know, you used to get those phone belts, not the cloth shit you get today. Oh, um, yeah. But my phone belt was of the European Championship because, again, at that time, was my favourite. As I've grown up and I've looked at titles and stuff, the Intercontinental is my favourite as I have <laughs> a record down Yes, you do. You, you do. You, you, yeah, you have got both, haven't you? Yes. So Because you're a lucky man with a lucky wife that likes to buy you things. <laughs> Yeah, very true. Yeah, whereas my wife asked me for a championship belt, she tells me to go and get on my bike, quite literally. <laughs> but yeah, so I've got a couple more things. And yep. then obviously, if you've got anything, we'll add it. Okay. Um, we'll start with, well, obviously, as we've been going through it, we, know, we all know that Rob Van Dam has had probably the shortest career of the European champion. Or yeah. shorted uh, reign because the moment he beat Jeff Hardy for it, it was defunct. It, it was basically made. That's it. It's gone because yeah, it was. It, 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 it was ceased to exist, even though he was holding well, on to yeah. it. But obviously, he he beat Jeff Hardy. Then it unified with the Intercontinental because Rob Van Dam is also known as the last European and Hardcore Champion because. When Eric Bischoff was in charge of Raw, he made the ladder match for the European title, a European Intercontinental Unification match, mm. which actually headlined Raw that night because it was a ladder match. Uh, and Van Dam won it. And then the next week on Raw, he beat Tommy Dreamer for the hardcore title. Yeah. And both of them were both unified into the Intercontinental. <laughs> Because obviously it must have been a known that um, with um, buying WCW, so two thousand and two. So yeah, they brought WCW in two thousand and one. So the fact that they had like the the United States title, which I'm sure they probably seen it as a better, that would have been a better bat than the European, defunct the European and bring in. Um, well, yeah, because obviously you're going to bring in belts that have got more of a lineage than what you currently got at the Met. And obviously, the European belt, like I said, there's nothing wrong with the actual the, the championship itself. It was, it was an okay championship. But when you have the opportunity to bring in something like the United States, even the, even the television championship, mm. you've got, you got to think, wow, you know, they've got good lineage there. And obviously, it's, it's championships that people recognize. And associate with the old old school of wrestling, we could we could bring those in, and that's why the we went on to a, 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 a frenzy of unifying every fucking belt into one. But that's what I mean. I mean, hardcore became extreme rules, mm-hmm. and extreme rules isn't anything like hardcore. Oh no. Um, but the, but the thing is, it's like 
with the European, you know, other than America and Canada, which are probably bigger than than us on wrestling, mm. the European, well, actually, no, because Europe's quite big. So I was just going basically on the UK, let's say. We are, we all like our wrestling. A lot of us like wrestling. I mean, look at this show that they're bringing over to Wales. They're even thinking of doing another one in Wales because they've already, like, they've virtually sold out of tickets for this um, event that they're doing over King of the Castle or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've, they've near enough sold out. So they're thinking of doing one in Cardiff as well. Well, the thing is, you've got to look at us. Yes, we are a nation of, of wrestling fans. You know, obviously, most people will try and say, well, we're a nation of football fans, but, you know, each to their own. But when you look at it, we're, you know, we're, we're marginally starved for wrestling in this country. I know we get to watch things like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, AW, AW Dark, AW Dark Elevation, uh, Rampage, Rampage uh, NWA Power. Um, you know, and yeah, you know, you see a lot of other ones that are on YouTube, so like Major League Wrestling, uh, obviously, back catalogue of, of ROH mm-hmm. and uh, old back catalogue of TNA. But what my point is, yeah, we have access to that on demand. But what I mean, we're, we're staffed in wrestling, is we're, we're staffed in the physical sense of wrestling because, um, I don't think that we've got any big UK wrestling companies. I know a lot of cities have their, their own little small companies. We have um, a lot of independent circuit wrestling. Yeah, but it's not, not a lot, massive. but there's, there's, there's nothing here in terms of massive. At one point in time, there was, we used to have World of Sport, um, mm-hmm. which had long gone. Obviously, I know it came back for a little bit, but obviously it went again, which is rubbish because you think the amount of good people that came out of World of Sport, you know, you had. Uh, Bomber Pat Roach, you had Big Daddy, you had John Haystacks, you had Robbie Brookside, you had fucking uh, William Regal come from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think you even had uh, General Chris Evans come from there, you had Kenzo Nagasaki. You had loads of people come from there anyway, That or loads of people that went through the Dynamite Kid was in the one, you know. They, mm. But my point being is, was, we've not got a big company over here that we could just get up, get a car, train, whatever, go and watch WWE, TNA, or Impact, as they're now known as AEW, travel, obviously, United States a lot. So there's always a wrestling show that you can go and see, even an independent show, but you can always go and see one of the, the big three, mm. or Ring of Honor now, so you can probably say big four, um, go and watch any of their shows. Live, yeah. Here we, we can't do that. I know people say, "Well, you you can watch it and you get all the on demand stuff." Yeah, which is great. But you, sometimes you think, "Wow, I'd love to go and you know, I'd love to be there. I'd love to be in the crowd. I'd love to see my favorite wrestler walk past me, acknowledge me, fucking you know, just look in my general direction." You don't get that sense of of that looking at a TV screen. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Obviously, yeah. I, I know that, and I mean, I've been to I've been to WWE live events. I've been to Ring, not Ring of Honor, Impact, and they came over here as well. TNA, whichever one you want to call it. Um, I 
I did for well, I went to a Monday night taping actually. Yeah. Um, obviously brought my brother-in-law uh, tickets for Raw, and then he got tickets for SmackDown. We didn't go to SmackDown, but um, went to Raw, and it, it was fun. You know, this is yeah, the time that John Cena and Zack Ryder were teaming up together. So shows how long ago it was. Oh yeah, long ago. But you, you, yeah. you see what I mean by that? You, you obviously, when you were there, you enjoyed it. You, you know, everything about it, and it, it, it felt differently than if you were just watching that TV on um, TV. Because I'm sure if you watched it on TV, you would probably skip some of the matches. Whereas you're yeah, there, probably. whereas you, you're there, you're you're you, regardless how shit the match is, or how regardless how someone you know shit the bed that much on a match, mm. you fucking enjoyed it. Well, put it this way, it's obviously the height of Cena, you know, that obviously in the storyline was Zack Ryder, where Zack Ryder was, you know, with Eve Torres and gets pushed off a stage oh, by Kane. Oh, well, fucking Kane, and you find out that's obviously yeah. having a thing with John Cena, and he yeah, all that. With John Cena now, loses. Oh, at the end of the night, John Cena and Zack Ryder teamed up to take on someone. This was like, you know, a dark match after the show, because yeah. they always put on an extra show for you. Yeah. And it was fine, but like, I enjoyed my night about one thing. There was a woman sitting next to me, and I mean, top of her voice, squealing for John Cena, shouting, let's go, John. Now, put a 40-year-old woman, roughly, sitting next to you, squealing at the top of her voice, come on, John, for the whole match. So, of course, my brother-in-law laughed at me because I had to sit next to her. But Karma's a bitch. Mm. And when he went to SmackDown, she was there. She was sitting <laughs> next to him. And she was squealing exactly the same, but for Randy Orton. <laughs> so I was like... Well, Karma does work in mysterious ways. Me. Was I sorry? Karma does work in mysterious ways. Yeah, like I said, it just made me laugh that he he laughed at me the whole night when we went out and stuff. And then, you know, by the end of it, the next night on SmackDown, it was in Liverpool as well. Um, yeah, she did the same, but obviously Randy Orton instead. Um, so, yeah, it was fun. Um, so, next one. Okay. Here we go. I'll give you... It's all in the same thing, but... Who do you reckon the youngest European champion was? Youngest European champion? Yes. I will have to say... It's going to be between Crash Hardy or Jeff Hardy. Okay. You say Crash Hardy or Jeff Hardy? Yeah. Who was the oldest or European champion? Oldest European champion at the time? Uh... I've got a feeling it probably will be I want to say Regal, maybe. I've got a yeah. to say Regal. You got one of them right. 
Okay, so I'll take I've got a regal one right. <laughs> I just had to look because otherwise I would have told you the wrong information. <laughs> okay, so so who was youngest no. then? Jeff Hardy. Oh, so Jeff Hardy was oh see, I I, I was I was fucking half right. I said it was either between Crash or Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Give me Jeff that. Hardy I, I won the cha- he was champion at 24 years old. Okay. Uh, the oldest champion was 46. And it was Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, fuck. That's... I was about Diamond Dallas Page, and I could have said Diamond Dallas Page. Yep. I could have said Diamond Dallas Page. I could have said the DDP. Yeah, he, so obviously, like, just popped to me at Regal, and I think, oh, yeah, Regal's pretty odd. And then, obviously, when you know, you just mentioned about DDP, and just I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. what, what do I not say DDP? Yeah, Jeff won it at 24, and DDP was the oldest champion at 46 years old when he won his one and only European title reign. Huh, I, I can't believe I didn't do it for that. Can't believe I didn't say DDP. Uh, I've got three things left. Okay. Um, one of them is just a thing like I told you yesterday that there was a total of 27 wrestlers that held the European bout in the five years that it was around, which, if you go by today's standards, that's not a lot of wrestlers, like because the Intercontinental and the US of now, like nowadays, is just thrown around willy nilly. Oh, yeah. You know Just what? Put it on anybody that comes through the door. Oh, here you go. Have the Intercontinental title. Oh, here you go. Have the United States title. That's, that's very true. I'm just trying to think how many of the uh, 27 I could actually try and name. How far can I get before I start running out? You did this yesterday. Because <laughs> it's only 27 and it's the European. I'm not going to sit there with the Intercontinental and let you list like all 88 wrestlers. <laughs> uh, that'd be fun to see how far I get. I'll, I'll try and list as many as I can on that. But I'm sure. Right, let me just get the list give, I will give up. So, just for the people out there, I'm not cheating because I'm recording this on my phone. And obviously, if I touch my phone, guaranteed the recording will fuck up. So, I've nothing in front of me. This is just me trying to remember the best of my ability and how many I can name. Right, I've got a piece of paper, so I can write down all of the ones that you name, because then we'll know who you don't name. So go on then. Uh, British Bulldog. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. Let me just, because remember I've got to write these down, so don't go through that. Just breathe it, just HBK. No, no, I have, and I've got Bulldog. Oh, all right. So, yeah, British Bulldog and Shawn Michaels, yeah. Yep. Dealer Brown. I was going to say, you sat there like you were thinking. I was like, we've named loads of them recently. Yeah, I was thinking Owen Hart, but then I can't remember Owen Hart. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Dealer Brown, Owen Hart. Mark Henry. Yep. Yep. Jeff Garrett. J A double R E double T. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Val yeah. Venus. What, the big Balboski? Yeah. Val Venus. I know he won it because 
I remember. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Number 11 on the list. Yeah. Uh, Midian. That fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah, Midian's on the list. Uh, we've got Shane O'Mac. Yep, Shane O'Mac, the undefeated champion. Yeah. We've got uh, X Pac. Yep, X Pac also won out. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie. Yep. Uh, obviously, we've got Regal. Regal held the belt. I was going to ask. Thinking, when are the bloody hell are you going to say that, Dave? Yeah. I was done real against Regal. Uh, we mentioned about Crash Holly. Yeah. Yeah. Then we were on about Jeff Hardy. Yep, Jeff Hardy has also won it. Yeah. Uh, we, we did Rob Van Damme, but we can't Rob Van Damme because we got incorporated into the He's on that. Yeah, so Rob Van Dam. Yep. Uh, Trying to think now. Kurt Angle. Yep, Kurt Angle. Yeah. I'm just trying to think now. It was either Chris Benoit or Chris Jericho that beat Angle for the first, for the European belt. I think, you know, it was uh, Jericho, wasn't it? Because the second fall was Benoit. Benoit became Intercontinental Champion. Yes, Chris Jericho did hold the European title. Yeah, I thought it was. I've got that in there. I've got that in there. I've got that. Al Snow. Yep, yeah, Al Snow was another one. Yep. How many have I got so far? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 18. 9 to go. 9 to go. Here we go. Ooh, here we go. Uh, do, 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 do. <sighs> I'm trying to think now. Getting the, getting the old cogs turning. I'm trying to think. I found all the ones you've missed. Okay. Did um, Spike Dudley ever win it? Spike Dudley? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's one I remembered. Pull that out of the fucking bag. I was going to say, I didn't think you'd get that one. <laughs> no. Right. Um, go on. I want to say, I want to say Perry Saturn, but I don't think yep. he did. He did. Oh, did he? Yeah. Perry Saturn won it one time and he held it for 37 days or 38 if you go by WWE. Was this at the time when I think the Radicals had all the bubbles, didn't they? The, the, the light heavyweight. I don't think they had all of them. I think there was the European was spread around a bit and the light heavyweight was one. But then, um, and they also tried to do a bit later, the, the Intercontinental was going around between them. Well, between two of them. Okay. Uh, so I've got like seven more to get, haven't I? Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking here we go. There's, 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 
famous seven. I'm not trying to remember who it is, but what I've not mentioned now. Uh, I want to say I don't. He might have, but I don't. I could just be thinking that he had, but he might have, the hurricane. Yep. Oh fuck me. So I've got six more to get. This, this is actually quite impressive so far, you know. I'm surprised my brain is is working this this well working with me. Anyway, not against me. Uh, Hurricane Hells. So six more. Try and think now. I want to say. I really want to say test. Yeah. Thought he did. I'm not going to say Albert because I know Albert only had the Intercontinental. Yeah, Albert didn't win it. Albert did win it. No, he didn't. Oh no, that's what I was just saying. Just yeah. the Intercontinental, yeah. Yeah, just going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I got what? How many left now? Four more. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Five more. Five more. Yep. Okay. Uh, trying, trying to think as, as hard as I can. Not too hard because I don't want to fucking pop a blood vessel. Um, trying to think. Um, five more. Fucking oh, hard. Trying to think. I, I'm literally trying to go through people in my in my mind, and I'm trying to think of people that I I might have won that belt. Uh, fuck me. I think. Uh, did I say Triple H? I'm sure I did, didn't I? No, you didn't. I was waiting. I was oh, before I said Triple H, so I go Triple H. I was thinking, come on, Triple H, we've been talking about him recently. Yeah, that's why I thought he already mentioned Triple H. No, that's why I didn't Triple say H. it. I should, I should really be keeping score myself, but... Um, Four more. Oh, fuck me. Here we go. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Uh, I'm just trying to go from ahead at the minutes. Uh, I said Dear Brown, didn't I? So, yeah, yep. I said Mark and Ray, I said Jeff Jarrett. Uh, you can give up at any time. Oh, I've got, a feeling, I've got a feeling I've covered most of like the title changes in 1998. We won't consider... I think I'm stuck around like, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck around about 99 sort of 2000 now. Maybe a little bit later. Let me have a look. So I've got a feeling I've got all the 90, like late 97 and early 98 out of the way in my head. 
in your head. <laughs> in my head, yeah. I could right, be I'm wrong. Just for the, I'll look for the first one that you haven't mentioned, uh, and I'll tell you the year they won it. Okay. So I could tell you that all the way up to you've covered ninety. When did it come in? You've covered ninety seven. Mm. You've covered ninety eight. You've covered ninety nine. You've covered two thousand. Really. Yeah, so it's just 2001 and 2002. Oh, man. I'm glad I covered that far. Um, did I say DDP? No. But again, they're talking about him recently. Yeah. Everyone would be Christian. Christian did win it. Um, uh, I think it leaves one. Two. Oh, two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, shit. Mm-hmm. See, I want to give up, but I know I'm going to kick myself when you tell me who are the two that I missed out. I know I'm going to kick myself for it. Fuck it, just put me on measure. I'm no, I'm no, I'm two away. Two away is still impressive, people. Then getting a handful right. Right. Matt Hardy. Fucking. Okay. I thought you might have got Matt Hardy because the fact that you said Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I, know, um, I just, I think, I know, I know Matt at one point in time held a championship. I know. He's held the cruiser... European and the light and the cruiserweight. Sorry, no, I was thinking it was cruiserweight, and I couldn't think it had the European, and it was the other one. Um, let me just have Matt Hardy won it April twenty fourth, two thousand and one. He beat Eddie Guerrero. Okay, after Guerrero would win it at WrestleMania seventeen, and Bradshaw. Huh. October twenty second, two thousand and one on Raw, he beat the Hurricane. To go and lose it on October the thirtieth, two thousand and one, to Christian. Ah, uh, okay. So I, that's where I struggled was around about two thousand and one. Then. Yeah. Well, you got you got it down to two, but I knew Matt Hardy. I didn't know Bradshaw. Well, I yeah, the I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have guessed Bradshaw, and I, at stretch, probably would have struggled with Matt Hardy. But you know, not bad. I got I come from ninety seven to fucking two thousand and bit two thousand one, so it's fine. I'm happy. No, I would I would have got you to guess these ones, but we went through it last night, so we're not going to. <laughs> uh, the the video games that the European title had uh, appeared on. Okay. So we have WWF No Mercy. That's right. Yes. WWF SmackDown 2 Know Your Role. Yes. WWF SmackDown Just Bring It. Yes. WWE WrestleMania 18. Yeah. WWE SmackDown Shut Your Mouth. Uh-huh. And then you had WWE 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and 22. 
but I do believe in two in two K nineteen or two K twenty, um, it wasn't on the game, and there was a big uproar about how a lot of titles were missing. Yeah, it seems to be two uh, Ks MO or Take Two Interactive, and I think European was one of them, and then. Because of all of that, they decided to put it back in. And the last thing on my list, before, if you've got anything to add, is the three Euro Continental Champions, which obviously is a wrestler who's held the European and Intercontinental at the same time. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett did do it. Dealer Brown. Dealer Brown. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. And the bonus one, Rob Van Dam. There you go. They are out of those four. Who was your favourite? Um, I'm gonna have to say, looking back on it. I like Rob Van Dam. I preferred him in ECW though. He could be himself a lot more in ECW than WWE. Uh-huh. Um, Angle, I started to like Angle later on in his career. So we're talking probably 2002 onwards. Didn't really like him much at the beginning of his career. Um, so two about, years after he did it then? Yeah. I, I started to like him more when obviously when you know he team angle started to come around and he had like the massive feud with Brock Lesnar um, mm-hmm. and like the big show and then at one point he was running you know SmackDown as a general as a general manager. I, I was very, I, in a wheelchair. Yeah, I, I and yeah, yeah, the fucking back of the chair looked like the French flag instead of the American. Yeah, and pretended to uh, have a broken leg. Yeah, um, yeah I remember it. So I prefer him from. That point onwards, and I think I prefer him a lot more. And I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I, I, I prefer his, his body work more in TNA mm-hmm. than WWE. Again, that's just my opinion. Uh, Dealer Brown, I did nothing wrong with Dealer Brown. Thought he was a solid wrestler, but but for me, I, I think it's, it's going to come down to Double J. See, for me, the only one about. Wow. Definitely not Rob Van Dam because literally it was a flash in the pan of, oh, look, I've won the Intercontinental and European. Mm. Then the European disappeared. So obviously that not that one. Jeff Jarrett would be second off my list due to the fact that he had the Intercontinental and then a month later at SummerSlam, he defeated Dilo Brown to win both titles. Yeah. But awarded the European Championship to Mark Henry the following day. So to me, not a very good... Eurocontinental champion because he had two bouts and gave one away. So yeah, to me, he, that kind of like... Well, in, in, in my mind, that's a smart thing because, you know, what was if you booked twice on one night? Yeah, I, I get that. Wrestling. Obviously, you could be booked on one night, but obviously, as we all know, wrestling is kayfabe and fake. And if you were a double champion nowadays, let's just be honest, you basically... Um, Come apart you, 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 you wouldn't get used anyway. So 
but yeah, so Jeff Jarrett, not for me. Um, like I said, I don't mind Elo Brown. He's a good wrestler. But for me, out of the four of them, Kurt Angle would be my favourite one. Okay. Due That's to the fact good. that he actually had both the titles and wore them proudly. Whereas, like, Jeff Jarrett did thought the European was below him, obviously gave it to Mark Henry. D'Lo Brown wore them both. And obviously, Rob Van Dam didn't get a chance to. Because yeah. if, if he did, probably Van Dam might have been my favourite one. But the fact that um, he wore them proudly and, you know, actually came up with the name Eurocontinental, or it, it came around when he was the champion, yeah. Kurt Angle out of them is my favourite. Um, one more thing. Well, have you got anything to add? Um, not an international, uh, not in European, no. Um, okay, so we're trying I to bring through to... a couple of things because my phone is nearly dying, and I'm surprised we've been going for 76 minutes. Well, what we'll do then is I'll ask you this next question, yep, and then we'll end this one, but then we'll record our next one straight away on the intercontinental, and then obviously we could put the European one up and then. Whatever, but who was your favorite European champion of all time? Probably the man that is probably the most synonymous with the European Championship. I probably would have to say the British Bulldog. Uh-huh. Good pick. Good pick. See, when the British Bulldog had it first and he had like his dreadlocks and stuff like that, mm. I liked him. Come the second time he won it, where he had the short hair and part of the Heart Foundation. I liked him because I like the Heart Foundation, but not as much. But my favourite for um, for the European, just because he was one of my favourites at the time. And if we ask about Intercontinental, well, I don't know. There's so many people I like. But Triple H was my favourite European champion. I I don't know why, but I remember when the European champion was prestigious and WWE actually used it as a lower card, mid card title to push you up next to like the Intercontinental. Mm. Um, yeah, Triple H was my favourite. And as well as part of being D-Generation X. Yeah, I was about to say that as part of being D-Generation X as well. Yeah. Because obviously they were my favourite stable, um, but yeah, so that's probably why I like. I, I went, I sat here this morning. I was looking at all the wrestlers, and I was like, the real one that really stands out to me is um, Triple H. But it really surprises me because people like, I mean, Bret Hart didn't need to win it. He, you know, solidified himself as a top star. Uh-huh. But people like Rocky Marvia. Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, these people that were raised up through the rankings as well never won the European title. I think with the European Championship, for some people, it's a gateway. It was a gateway to up to the next level. If you yeah, got and the for European, some people, you got to look at, at the point in time when Bulldog had won it. HBK, 
Triple H had about at that point in time. They've, they've all been former Intercontinental Champions. Mm. All right, Shawn Michaels had the advantage of being a, a, obviously a former and at that time going on to be a current world champion. But mm. they had all been former Intercontinental Champions. And Intercontinental mm. Championship was always the next one up to the world. So in some aspect, yeah. Well, as, as we'll mention in the next one, the, I did write down that the Intercontinental is a, was a stepping stone Basically, yeah. the world yeah. title. Word aren't there. That's the word. Was I don't think it is anymore. Yeah. No, not when the current champions got it. Mm. But before we uh, wrap up with this one, let's just uh, find out what's been going on in the world of wrestling today. And we we will touch up on a bit of news. Um. So, what's been going on in the world of wrestling today? Anything interesting? Anything that we can uh, have our social opinion on? No, I can't actually think of it. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know the I know WWE WrestleMania backlash was on the other was on the other weekend. Uh, so it was yes, and uh, Rhea Ripley has uh, joined Edge's Judgment Day stable. I think we could all could have seen that coming on that one. Well, news about WWE apparently. Um, Charlotte Flair. Lost to Ronda Rousey in an I Quit match. Yep, and she played a part that she's tore something in her arm, so she's going to be written off TV. But apparently, she's being written off because she's marrying Andrade. Oh, that's one thing that I know. Um, Sonia Deville has been sacked from her role as company official after abuse of power. Just basically means she's she's back as an active wrestler again. Yeah. Like I said, Rhea Ripley um, has joined Edge's faction. Yep. And Cody Rhodes revealed some... Well, he cut a promo type thing on um, WWE Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash, saying that, you know how the whole Money in the Bank... um, Thing works. You win the briefcase. You can. You have a year to cash in. Yeah. Apparently, the what from what he said and what everybody's picked up on is, um, he said one lucky man or woman will get the chance to headline WrestleMania. So now we all know the Royal Rumble. You win the Royal Rumble, you go to WrestleMania. That's the Royal Rumble's spot. But now it seems that. They're also doing money in the bank. So you might not be getting a money in the bank briefcase, but you might get a chance to headline WrestleMania. So what's the point in the so what's the point in the Royal Rumble if Money in the Bank's gonna be doing it? True, but this is the, the thing that I've always thought. Don't get me wrong, the money in the bank idea was a, was a good concept, and I know Jericho came up with it. Yep, but um, never won it. Yeah, never won it. Weirdly enough. Um, it was a good concept, you know, at any point in time, you could cast that in on the champion. Um, mm. But it, it didn't ruin with the, the tradition of someone earning their spot at WrestleMania by winning the Royal Rumble. Obviously, now if you're doing that, then what's the point of the fucking Royal Rumble? You know, is the Royal mm. Rumble going to go back to, well, here you go, you don't get a title opportunity anymore, but you get money, it's a cash prize. Or unless... The, it becomes the one that happened where 
um, where you get where you win the title. I mean, where fucking like Roman Reigns was put in at number one, and then Triple H won it, or where the title was up for grabs in the '92 Royal Rumble. Um, That's the only thing I see them doing with the Royal Rumble. If if Money in the Bank is going to get you um, a title shot, and you're going to headline WrestleMania, then surely Royal Rumble is going to be pushed down to. You, it is for the title because you can't win the Royal Rumble and headline. Or the only other thing I could see is if you're, because let's be honest, WWE for males to headline things. The male winner of Money in the Bank headlines night one, and the mm-hmm. Royal Rumble headlines night two, or vice versa, depending on which match is biggest. I just feel if they're going to go that way, that that way of doing things, it's just going to diminish one of their big four pay per views. Um, well, Money in the Bank is known as the fifth biggest. Um, they, they 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 call it the Big Five, and the big obviously you have your WrestleMania, you have your SummerSlam, your Survivor Series, and your Royal Rumble. They're the big four. We all know that. But yes. now Money in the Bank is the fifth biggest one. That's they so they they're now calling it the Big Five because it actually has a night where. Money in the bank has a meaning to it. Obviously, you win the briefcase, get your title shot. We'll have to wait and see what they do for this because money in the bank is the next mm. um, big uh, pay per view. Royal Rumble, obviously, self explanatory. Win the Rumble, you work, you go to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Survivor Series is team on team, has its own unique thing. Yep. SummerSlam, they just like to call it the biggest party of the summer. And WrestleMania is their biggest show. That's why they're the big five. It, well, in my opinion, it's still and only the big four. Everything that preceded after that is because of the big four. Um, but like I said, it, it, we'll see how that goes, but I feel it's just going to take away from the Royal Rumble. So unless they have some way of, of doing it properly, or it could just be a case of... Um, Cody Rhodes probably getting his wires mixed up. I don't know. Mm. We will see how that goes. Um, but on the uh, obviously on the next podcast, we're, we're trying to find out a little bit more more news of what's going on in the world today of wrestling, which we haven't really covered much of it. We just, I think, we've just been talking nonsense for the past couple of hours or hour. Thunder Rosa, however, how long we've been on for? Um, I know Thunder Rosa wants to compete in a Blood and Goods match. Oh, that'd be interesting to see. Thunder Rosa wants to compete in a blood match in a blood and goods match. Hopes to create a comic for charity soon as well. No, oh, you, you know, she likes to paint her face, doesn't she? Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in, in, in anything. She is I, I, I actually like Thunder Rosa, you know. I, I was first seen Thunder Rosa, but most people have probably seen her way before, obviously, because she's a, a UFC fighter as well, or, or was a UFC fighter. Um, well, I think most people. Who watch wrestling will know her like from AEW because I'm not. I know there's a lot of people that don't like um, that will watch wrestling but won't watch UFC or boxing because UFC and boxing are actually real and you can get complications later on in life. Whereas wrestling is a, a bit more, um, you know, you do get bumps. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, but, but um, I, I, I know Thunder Rose from um, NWA anyway. 
on NBA Power. Yeah, I do as well. But yeah, let's wrap this one up and yes, we wrap this one up. Right, remember, folks, if you want to listen to all the latest wrestling news here with me and my partner, the Sheriff of Wrestling, remember, subscribe, check in. You got any questions? Stuff it. We're not answering them. And remember, we are the best in wrestling news, the best in wrestling podcasts, and we're just a three count away from your ears. <laughs>